How he grew up. I remember when he, we used to change his diapers. <laughs> Is your girlfriend? Yes. Hi, girlfriend. Hello. What's your name? Justine. Hi, Justine. Good to meet you. All right. How's your sister? You don't remember you have a sister? Yeah, I forgot. She, she, she's in uh, Oregon. Oh, she's living up there? Oh, nice. Baby out of wedlock. Baby out of wedlock. She's up there right now. Her knucklehead boyfriend. Oh. She's going to have to do it. The, she's doing it the hard way, huh? Yeah. Well, she'll learn. She knows there's another way, so she'll come around. Yeah. When are you going to marry Right on. Yeah. That's right, man. So what? Are you ready? Oh, wait, no, come on. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning. Jeez, were you guys asleep or something? <laughs> Gosh. Good. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why I wore it. Uh, so... Good morning. I hope you all are well. Just a few announcements before we get started for the new people who have not been here. Uh, if at any time you need to use the restroom, back that way and to the left, TJ is back there. If you get lost on your way, going back in that direction and to the left, TJ will guide you. So don't worry. TJ's back there. Um, we will be fellowshipping. So if you have a question or comment, just raise your hand. I will bring you the mic, or Samuel, or Samuel will bring you the mic. Uh, when you receive the mic, hold it as I am holding it, you know, around this distance from your face, not too close, not too far, so that people can hear you at home, and we can hear you through the loudspeaker. If you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, uh, be so kind as to silence your cell phones, go ahead and take a look at your cell phone right now. Someone's cell phone's going to go off. It's going to be awkward. Just check it out. Check it out. Double check your phones. Uh, and also, please no food or drink in here as well. I think it looks like we're all good uh, on that front. Um, anyways, that's all for me. Happy Sunday. Thanks for coming. Take it, Jesse. <laughs> Do you want them to come forward a little bit? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. If uh, some of the people sitting towards the back could maybe move towards the front so we could fill in the front a little bit. So when the people come in late. It would be, it would be much appreciated. We, we really we do appreciate the, the people that get here on time. Yeah. Uh, some, we got lollygaggers that like to come in late, and they'll fill in the back seats. Wow, nice. That yeah. is... That is amazing. Thanks, guys. Take it, Jesse. How old are you now? I'll be 21 next month. How old are you today? 20. Wow. You're old. I know. That's what I said. Amazing. I know when it's time to go.
Who went to Pointer? We're live. Oh. <laughs> there you go. He's new. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and I can respond to your questions and comments. I do appreciate it. Uh, and good morning again, everybody here. Hi, y'all. Good morning. Um, any first timers? Right on. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan? Yes. Oh, hold on, Nathan. I'm sorry. And how did you hear about us? I uh, started watching YouTube videos about six months ago. Right on. What was your first impression? Um, I was surprised at the different message that that you had. Yeah. And so it just caught my ear, and then one video like led to another, and I just checked out your old videos and then caught up with, like not like all of them, but I mean, it, just in, just a few ones that I caught on to, and then, you know, just stay current with your show now in church and, right on. you know. And so are you overcoming being a beta male? I am. Good. Yes, sir. You went and dealt with your mother? My mother is past. Oh, good. I went not good, good, but. <laughs> <laughs> not good, good, but okay. But my father's still alive. Have you dealt with him? I've forgiven my father. Very recently, yeah. about two days ago. Right on, man. How did it go? It went well. Nice. Any questions or disagreements or anything that I can respond to while you're here? I'm glad you're here. No, sir. No? Okay. Well, anything pop up, let me know. Okay. All right. This is your first time. Right here. And what's your name? Justine. Christine. Justine. Oh, Justine. And how did you hear about us? Um, Through Paul. Oh, yeah? Have you heard... Watch any of the shows? Um, only one on my way over here. On the way over here? Mm-hmm. And you were like, where are you taking me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think about what you heard? Um, surprised. And what was surprised about it? Um, I guess I would say the difference of thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Did you disagree with anything that you mm-hmm. heard? I can't say disagree because I didn't watch all of it, so there right. is not enough for me to hear to disagree with, but I'm willing to be, like, open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, any questions about anything? No. No. If you do, you let me know, okay? All right. Uh, right here, this young lady. So what's your name? Lori Beth. And welcome to the church. Yes. How did you hear about us? Through Margaret Davis. Nice. So Mar- I didn't know Margaret had a friend. <laughs> yeah, she does. I thought that's why she lived in the desert by herself. <laughs> no, we're lots of <laughs> Yeah. Um, have you watched any of the church service or the radio show at all? Yes, with Margaret. Okay, what do you think? Interesting. In what Interesting. way? Um, it's a little bit different than the regular seminars or um, preaching. Yeah. Any questions about anything? Anything that you've seen already that you disagree with or you would like for me to explain a little better? Um, no, no, really, no, no, no. It's very self-explanatory, the, the, the one that I heard you on the radio. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was good. It was talking about also how to heal from your past. Yeah. And I believe in that, too. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you heard me say women don't have love? I think that day, yeah, you did mention it, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and the reason I ask because everywhere I go now, people are like jumping on me about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you disagree with me that, do you believe women have love? That we have love? Right. Yes, I believe we do, but at the same token, sometimes um, we have the wrong kind of love because that's the way we were taught. Yeah. And because of circumstances of life that it's brought upon us since we're small. So it gets a little bit extorted, a little bit. And so you think some women have love? Some women have love and some women do not. And where do they get it from, those women who have love? Where does it come from? Mainly as your parents, because that's the first influence that you have. But they didn't have any love. I know they have the love that they were given by their own parents. So yeah. It goes from generation to generation. Yeah. The wrong kind of love. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So you agree with me that about this women, women not have love, right? Because mm-hmm. the love they have is not the real deal. It's fake. Mm-hmm. It feels like love because they have hate. And from the hate, it feels like love. But yes. it's not the real deal. Because there's, there's a lot of resentments in the hearts of the yes. women because of the way that they have been treated since they're small. Absolutely. Have you overcome your anger? Yes. Yes, and somewhat, but I still need to work on that. <laughs> you still in need some to, degree. In some you still degree. need to work on it? I have to let it go and let the Lord work on it. Why have you let it go completely? Because I have to deal with issues and remember things that I need to remember from my childhood. What do you mean by that? Like I said earlier, you go through many circumstances through your childhood. And you have to learn to um, not, well, yeah, learn. We all have to learn. Is to First is forgive. When you forgive, then the love, I believe the love will come in. So we all have to learn to forgive all those through your life that they have wronged you. And have you forgiven everybody? Well, the ones that I remember, yes, I go back. The rest back. are dead, huh? No. They all I, I, You know, I praise God that I had, I've had the opportunity to forgive and talk to them. And, and I tell them, I forgive you, and if I've done something, forgive <clears throat> me as well. Yeah. Because sometimes you may wrong the person without knowing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you forgiven your mother and father? Yes. You went to them? Yes. Oh, good. My dad was alive when I came before him. He had cancer, so we were able to patch things up. Right on. And my mother, the same way. We nice. had a very good relationship between my mom. And I know that my Is mother... Is she still living? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you know that your mother what? And I know that my mother is, um, she's, like we said, you know, she learned the wrong type of love yeah. because that was the only thing that she had to see at right that on. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any questions about anything? So far, no. We'll I'm see about afterwards. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. If so, let me know. Will do. All right. I'm glad you're here. This is your first time I can tell the lady with the mask. Yeah, it is. Oh. My name is Sonia. Tanya? Yes, Sonia. What? It's a little complicated. Oh, well, I'm glad you're here. Um, How did you hear about us? Amber. Amber, oh, right on. And any questions about anything? No. Have you watched any of the shows or anything? I have not. So you have no idea what's about to happen? No, <laughs> not at all. 
<laughs> Are you nervous now? Very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. If you have any questions to say, let me know. Okay. All right. Is this your first time? Oh, okay. What's your name, and how did you find us? My name is Matthew. I saw you on um, uh, Uncle Tom, the Uncle Tom movie. Oh, yeah, nice. And, uh, yeah, seven, seven months ago, and I've been watching your show every day almost. Right on. Um, what is it like watching Uncle Tom at work? <laughs> Where? Watching Watching the show. What do you think about the show? Uh, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that's right, amazing. <laughs> yeah, big fan of uh, Larry Elder. He helped me a lot. And cool. then, uh, you know, I, I saw you in the movie, thought you were funny, I checked you out, and, you know, that was it. <laughs> right on, man. Any questions about anything? No. Have you gone and forgiven your parents? Yes. You went to them? I went to my, uh, my dad a couple of months ago. Uh, my mother passed away some years ago. Oh, okay. Right on. So how did it go with your father? It went very well. Good. Any questions or disagreement about anything? No. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Very excited to be here. Right on. Love you. <laughs> right on. Thank you. You too, man. Um, any questions before I get rolling? Nobody has questions, huh? So, what? Oh, okay. Nice. It's a fellowship, so don't come to be taught. All right? I have, I have Let me take your first. Wait your turn. Um, can we, can we, do we choose to think? Do we choose to have thoughts? What? Do we choose to have thoughts? No. Okay, so I don't think that's true. Cause, uh, you don't think it's true? Yeah, because I can, I mean, if I want to think about a particular thing, right, if I want my thoughts to take me away, whatever, I can choose to think about something. What do you mean? I mean, let's say right now I want to think about going on vacation, right? Right. I can choose to think about that, right? You can think about your vacation because that's something you want to do, but you don't choose thoughts. You mean the random thoughts that come? Right. But we can choose to think about a subject matter or... If you're going to go on vacation, like we're planning this uh, men's conference, right? Right. And so you're thinking about the order of things, who you want to invite to speak and all that. But that's just like building a house. You use the tool, and when you're done with it, you put it away. Okay. Let me give a more specific. Let's say you have a memory about something, right? And you could choose to think about that or not. You know what I'm saying? Like the thought can come, you can choose to stay in it, or you can choose not to stay in it. Okay, let's say, for example, let's say uh, you have a thought about a, a lustful thought, right? You could choose to go I with that. You're going to end up being that soon. <laughs> <laughs> you could choose to think about that fantasy, or you could choose not to think about it. Well, now that you are aware that none of your thoughts are your own, right. and you should observe them, if it does come, you can let it go. But if you didn't know that, you'll find yourself getting into it. Right. But even though you know you should let it go, it seems like you can choose. And I'm just asking. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. You can choose to stay in that, I guess, non-reality. I don't know if anyone else can relate. Yeah, I, I don't understand the question. Because you, you you're not in control, so you don't have a choice. Because even when you wake up, the awareness of them is God shining on them so you can see them, right? Mm -hmm. And if you stay present with him and once you come, it's the light that caused you to let it go. You can't make it go yourself. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, 
Yeah, so, that makes that makes sense. Oh, okay. We're not in control of anything because it's spiritual. And so that's why anybody that thinks that they're in control of their own life is on an ego trip. That's why the ego must die. You're playing God. But we're not in control of anything at all. Only God makes us want to think that. All right. Anybody else? Uh, oh, yeah, right here and then here. Can you uh, love someone and not like them? No such thing as like. All right, because uh, you either love or hate. Okay, so so what is like? Is that just like a com- just a comparison? It's just a worldly word made up. Okay, because the reason I was asking is I do have relatives who I love, but I don't like meaning I don't want to be like them because they do they do bad things. You love so, them, but you don't like them. Yeah, like I have an. So own, if but, you love them, why do you need to like them? Uh, no, it's just okay. So all right, I see what you mean now. That's just a word. Yeah. Yeah. When you say it, when you just said, uh, said that, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. Okay. Either you love or hate. Okay. No, there's no in between. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Right here. And, oh, let me take Frank. Let me take him first, and then you. The same kind of question that Ermias kind of asked a minute ago. I, I somebody asked that question: Your desires, your likes. Do you like the color color blue? Uh, do you like this particular car? Uh, do you like this 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 woman, or, or do you hate this person? Um, so that was brought to me, and I understand now that all those things I have no control over. They were kind of I've been influenced or shown yeah. Uh, yeah. or tempted. And so uh, so even the desires that I have or the things that I like, uh, I think that they're mine, and I think that they're my idea, but they're actually not. No, we're always influenced. That's why it's good to be aware of it. Let me take it right here first. One of the things that really inspired me to come down here, especially today, was that I could, you know, run by the conversation I have with my father about as far as forgiving him and the, you know, oh, okay. the replies. What, what happened? Um, well, I told him I forgave him. And my next question was the question that, you know, you posed to ask, <clears throat> why, why didn't you defend me against mama and her, you know, her chaos or her wildness or out of control? And the response I got was that he didn't want any of it. Like, like he didn't want to argue. He didn't want to start an argument. Yeah. And that was kind of like the answer. And then after that, it turned to like, well, you don't know what kind of hell you were, <laughs> that I was. And so I kind of remembered, your, you know, that um, everything up until that point, you know, um, was kind of the responsibility of how I was raised. Yeah. And so I didn't take it like too, I didn't take it personal or get upset about it or anything. But um, we got into, like, a question about, like, free will, and, like, he's very uh, firm on, you know, if, 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 it's up to, if, if it's to be, it's up to me. That's, what, that's his uh, slogan, and that's what he's preached to me since I was a little boy. If it to be, it's up to him? Yes, sir. If what to be? Anything. If, if there's anything I want in my life, it's up to me to, to achieve it, to get it somehow. Oh, I see. 
like a free will to do anything. But the other thing is, I kind of pose the question like, um, well, if you had free will, you know, wouldn't we have? Wouldn't wouldn't you have more money? Wouldn't I have more money? Wouldn't we all be more successful than we are if we had the free choice to actually, you know, right. do what we wanted to do? Yeah. And I really believe that it was like my anger and resentment that was holding me back from doing things. Um, I don't, I don't know, like how much I first started listening to uh, Jordan Peterson and the, the methods and the teachings. And the, I bought the book and I was reading it and everything. And my dad had an accident, and things just became overwhelming. I became like I had to be like a home nurse. And, and I didn't know that it was like the anger and resentment inside me that was just kind of, I was tired all the time. I couldn't get up to do it. I woke up and, and one morning and I walked to my dad's bed after a night of like not being able to sleep. And I walked to him and I tell him, hey, dad, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Nah. I told him that I don't want to be here anymore. And he kind of just like, well, you know, you need to work through it and stuff. And it just gave me no, no peace at all. And I ended up going to the hospital. And... They put, tried to put me on more drug and more drugs, change up, change up the medication. I, I laid in the bed for seven, five, five days, seven days, something like that. But, no, about three. I think it was three. Something. I don't remember how long the stay was. I just remember I was in the bed. Yeah. It was less than a week. And they sent me home with, like, medication. But the whole time I'm there realizing, like, this ain't no help. The medication ain't no help. I still feel the same way I felt. And I still feel the same way when I left there yeah. as when I went in. I came home. Things were a little better because my dad had uh, used the cleaning lady. She was kind of helping out to kind of be his home nurse. Yeah. And then I came home, and I kind of started being a little bit better, realizing that, like, I, I, I kind of had to, like, find some motivation to not at least not go back to the hospital because there was no help there. Yeah. You know, changing my meds, whatever that, that was, there was no help. Um, then I started seeing some of your videos, looking into it, uh, started like in my heart, the forgiveness, Yes. like for my mother and, yep. and for my father for not protecting me. Um, and then it just like, once I felt that in my heart, things started to change. Absolutely, man. I'll tell you, like after the Jordan Peterson, I, I, I kind of got a little bit of motivation. My, I started looking better. I was like maybe 180, you know? And I felt good, but then after that crash and, and coming down and stuff, it, there was no way to come back up. My anger was holding me back. Yeah. So when I found your teaching of, of forgiving and letting go of the anger, man, I tell you, like, I have so much more love, like, for the house and everything. I, I clean out the whole garage, make it look nice. Grandpa's old piano was stuck, stuck in all the, all the <laughs> trash behind. Right on. And I figured out, like, why is his piano stuck in the back and in the side? I clean up everything, brought it out, so now the piano can be played. I planted a garden in the backyard yeah. where, where it was like just that astroturf, right? Just, a, just something. I planted a whole garden there, and I looked on it, and then my dad started playing the piano. And I like tell you, Jesse, I truly felt joy. Yeah. I, felt like, I felt like for a second, like my grandpa was back alive, and he was in bed playing the piano. Amazing. As I was looking at my garden. I did the whole front yard, and just, I've just been feeling amazing ever since. And I want to thank you. You're welcome, man. Thank God that he allowed you to see that. Um, one thing you said that's true, when you overcome your anger completely, you have a natural energy that comes from God, and it's amazing. Really, it's just, you, you, you just do what you want to do. You never get tired. Not any kind of tiredness that you get when you had that anger, right? Sometimes when I'm at the gym, I'm lifting weight, 
you know, it's like I'm doing it like a 20-year-old, right? Because I just have the energy for it. I'm not, and I'm enjoying it, and no problem. I take on the challenges when they want to put heavier weight on there because I just have the energy. There's a natural energy that comes when you let go of that false energy that comes from hate. And, and so you're absolutely right, man. And one of the things I want to stay with it. Stay with it. Yes, sir. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes, sir. Stay with that because it's going to get better. You haven't seen anything yet. The wisdom that comes is going to blow your mind. And Satan going to try to tell you, oh, you're doing fine now. You don't have any pain. You can stop the silent prayer. Do not stop because God wants you to be present with him at all times. So you're going to grow in his presence. And the thought thing is going to get further and further away. Until you're going to get to a point that you forgot you used to live in your head because now you're walking in the present. So you will grow into it, but you got to stay with it. And one thing I was finding out about, you know, when you talk about past traumas. Yeah. I've also thought of thinking about for myself, at least I know I look at back on the times that I not only um, that I overreacted in a positive way where I got too excited about something. Yes. And I go back and I ask, ask for forgiveness for that, Lord. You know, forgive me for getting so excited about that or being so overjoyed or letting, letting my emotions, even in that way, take, me, take over me. Yes, that's right. You don't want anything or anyone to make you feel so good until you're on cloud nine, right? right. Because as soon as you're on cloud nine, they're going to bring you down. And then you, while you're down, they're going to stomp on you. And then they're going to let you up again for a breath. <laughs> and then they're going to bring And now you want to jump off a bridge. Emotions are evil. They're not good. They come from evil. God is a dispassionate God. He just is. He's of love. He's of life. And you don't have to be emotional and all that crap about that. It's, it's not good. So that's good, man. That's I, re- I really feel that and I believe that. Yeah. But stay with it and allow yourself to grow. He's renewing your mind. He is adding on to you things in life that you have no idea. It's going to be amazing. One point in the conversation where it touched on a little bit of like emotion or anger I saw in my father was when we addressed about um, fathers leaving their children. Yeah. Um, I kind of tried to explain to him your view that uh, fathers love their children. They do. That they... um, that it's the mother that they can't deal with sometimes. Yes. And that they leave the mother, not the child. Absolutely. And one thing he looked me in the eye and told me very, very kind of upset was, you know, I'd be really upset, very upset if my father left me. I would blame him, you know, for not, for not being there. I, I, would, I would even believe that he chose to leave me. Yeah. That's what a lot of people believe until they start seeking the truth. And then they get the understanding from God that the father left because he couldn't handle the mother. And they, in many cases, they can't even handle their own children because the children have identified with the mother. So it's the same spirit in the children. So they just say, you know what, you just like your mama. Forget about you. For the most part, he did tell me that he was mostly raised by his mother. Yeah. And for, the, for most of the time, he told me that his father was like out of the house. He was playing, out playing saxophone or, you know, at work. Just kind of, kind of not really present. Yep. No, it's awful, man. That's why we, God is starting a new generation, a generation of love instead of hate. And so the next generation will pass down love to the children and not hate. They'll be patient with them. The father will be there because he now understands the spirit of things, so does the mother. So it'll, it'll be a marriage that will last forever. 
Would it, go ahead. No, okay, no. okay. Um, my, my quick question would be, um, we do have a lot of my mother's pictures up and like- Burn them. Almost enshrined, almost enshrined on a wall. Set them like on fire. Like with the lights coming down, a big one blown up. <laughs> Whoa. And, That's and, scary, right? And, and you know, the, all the old pictures, yeah. Can you imagine coming <laughs> home at night and their mama picture all lit up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Especially if you're on pot. Do you, po you smoke pot? <laughs> yes, sir. You smoke pot? Yes, sir. What the? <laughs> and how long have you been smoking pot? Uh, off and on, since about 18. Wow. And how old are you now, if you don't mind? 38. Wow. That's a long time. <laughs> Isn't that a long time from pot? Uh, but do you want to stop smoking it? <laughs> yeah, that's a real nice. I know the right answer is yes. <laughs> but, but your answer is what? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, like, I almost forget I have it sometimes, and there's not that urge and pull to go do it. Right. There's not that urge and pull. It's almost like a take it or a real take it or leave it. Yes. If you stay with the prayer, stay present. Eventually, you'll be able to walk away from it. Really, you, you just wouldn't want it. It just wouldn't be there. And you're not going to think of it as a bad thing, you know. It's just that you're going to have peace, and you don't need it because people who smoke pot are running away from something. They don't have peace. And so they're trying to find peace with the pot. And once they get the peace, though, they can overcome it. So it'll naturally fall away. Don't worry about it. I did my Tyson show the other day. You know something? I was on Mike Tyson's show. I think I might have gotten high. I'm pretty sure I got high. You know that contact high stuff, right? Because all his shows he does, smoking pot. I had never seen his show, so I didn't know that. And so I walk into the room and it's just pot everywhere. And they'd be like, offer you a joint. Like, you want a joint? I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, and so my point is, during the interview, he was smoking joint after joint, and I just see this big, white, heavy smoke coming to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get high off this. <laughs> and so by the time I left, I was like hungry. And I'm like, yeah, I'm high. <laughs> and, and one of my God kids called me. And, and so the phone rang, and he called me here at the office on my cell phone. And I was talking to Ermis, and the phone rang. I answered the phone and never went back to the phone. He said, I held him on hold for 20 minutes and just hung up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was high. But I kept telling myself I wasn't high. <laughs> Nick went too. Were you high, Nick? I'm sure Nick was high. <laughs> but the whole time I was just smoking pot and eating those cookie things. What were they? I didn't eat it. I didn't eat it. So what? Yeah, eating mushrooms. 
And apparently he does it all the time. I just hadn't seen his show, so I didn't know that in advance. And uh, But he was smoking a lot of pot. Um, and so I went home and I had a nice dinner. I like, the whole eating was amazing. Now I'm playing. <laughs> but anyway, the pot stuff will fall away. Don't worry about it. It's the heart that got changed from hate to love. And in and, and love, all things are possible to overcome. And I know I can't make anyone do what they don't want to do. Right. So how would you suggest I go about speaking with my father, possibly about to get him to overcome so that we may take mama's pictures of what down? Because I know it's not just the picture that's up there. It's connected to his heart. And, and you know, um, it would hurt him a lot if I even just took it down. You know what I mean? He'd say, hey, what happened to the picture right away? Yeah. So do you live you with him? Yes, sir. You live with him? Yes, sir. Oh, um, I wouldn't worry about it, man. I would say, why don't you take this down and leave it up to him and be an example of what love is because he has never had anyone to truly love him. So don't judge him. Absolutely. And then don't try to impose the truth on him either. You just be that example. And when you deal with him, you're going to deal with him in perfect love, and that can have an impact on him. Tell you, the most amazing thing was when he looked at the yard and everything I had done in the garage and everything, and he says, like, what made you do this? Yeah. And my, I just told him, I stopped hating you. That's right, man. Absolutely. That's perfect. So just be that way, and it'll work out. It'll work itself out. All right. Amazing, man. Thank you very much. An amazing testimony. I'm urging you, do what you want, of course, but stay with the prayer. Don't stop no matter what happens, whether it's so-called bad or good. You stay present, and you'll be able to overcome all things, and it's going to be amazing. Thank you. All right. Good, man. Where did this idea, did I get it? Oh, you had your hand, right? You made me think of something. Go ahead. How are you doing, Jesse? Uh, all this while. Um, I just wanted to touch on the like and love thing, because I know that's something that we, we all kind of grew up knowing the word like. Right. And we know love. What I came to the conclusion is, you know, because I did, like, I don't like you. But the conclusion I came to is love. I love everybody, but, yeah, I don't like you, which means by me not liking you, I'm going to kind of stay out your presence, stay away from you. But when I do see you engage or come in contact with you, then I'm going to respect you, regardless how much I don't like you. I'm going to definitely respect you as a human. But I don't have to have a relationship with you. I don't have to, you know, call you or deal with you at all. So that's kind of like my conclusion I came to because I know that kind of wonders in everybody's mind, like like and love. And what's the well, we've been set up with words for a long time. That's why uh, once you're born of God, you overcome words because there's no such thing as like. You either love or hate. And if you have perfect love and whatever someone else is into, what they're doing, it's on them. It doesn't bother you either way. And you can either be around them or not be around them. Right. And if it's evil, you, you see to walk away, but you understand that they cannot help it. And so uh, if you say, I like you, it's like you're playing God. You're making a decision who you're going to like because you don't like what they're doing and all that. But people can't help themselves. That's why they must be born again. So if you say, I like you and I don't like and I love you, you're making a decision. You either love or hate. I mean, I, me it's just a made up word. And I've heard that word too growing up. And but 
in reality, you either love or hate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me personally, I mean, I, I, I deem myself to love everyone. And for the people that I have a conflict with, then I'm just kind of step away from them. The people you have a conflict with? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Let me ask you, y'all lady behind you a question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Listen. Where did this idea of you have to take care of your parents when they get old? They should move in with you or you move in with them and now they're a headache and you're stressed and now you want to kill them. I don't have parents, so. You don't have parents? <laughs> no. Where I mean, are your parents? My mom died when I was a kid. Oh, nice. Um. <laughs> so you never had that issue. Now I'm playing. Uh, so you... Have you heard that we should take of our parents? No, I think it's inappropriate. I think so often um, parents will um, kind of guilt trip you into taking care of them. Absolutely. Kind of like, oh, why don't you honor me? Um, I took care of you when you were little. But at the end of the day, like, I think there just needs to be an established boundary of like, no, I'm my own person. And like, you have the capability to be an adult and take care of yourself. That's right. Amazing. So I want to warn you guys and ladies, start taking care of yourself now. Prepare your life so that when you do get old, you won't become a burden to your children. And then if they don't want to take care of you, try to make them feel guilty. I took care of you. And I didn't ask you to, right? I fed you. I worked hard. And you're supposed to do that. You should have known that before you had the baby. What did Michael Jackson say? If you take care of the baby, don't have the baby, right? But if you decide to help your parent, it should be done without guilt. You just decide, I want to help. That, and that's what love is. But if you're doing it out of guilt, that's not love. You're being controlled. Think about that, because I, I know a lot of people now who are stuck with their parents, and they don't want to, all right? That is insane. I remember when my son and I first started making up for the mistakes that were made. When he was mad at me, he said to me, um, uh, I'm not going to take care of you when you get old. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, right? And I hadn't even considered him taking care of me. It hadn't even crossed my mind. I didn't want that anyway. And, I was, and so I'm like, what made you think I want you to take care of me? What's going to happen to me? Why can't I prepare my life now so I can take care of myself? Or put me in an old home, let me die. But I just never thought of being a burden on someone. Even when, in the older days when boys were boys and men were men, the parents didn't teach you that you had to take care of them. I remember my grandmother, she got really old. She lived in Alabama, and everybody had moved away. And so my aunts, they wanted her to come live with them because nobody was in Alabama to take care of her. Everybody was gone. And she was like, no, I'm staying right here in this house. And they were like, well, come live with us. We'll take care of you. No, I don't want that. No, y'all got your own problems. I don't want to be a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And so they said, well, come and we'll, they have these, in Indiana, they got these big apartment buildings for the elderly and you can live in one of those, you have your own apartment. And nothing in the building but elderly people, they, they play bingo, bingo and all that stuff. And she agreed to come, to come to Indiana if they let her stay in one of those apartments. 
But now they look like the, the parents kind of don't even want to go away. They want to stay right on you and drive you nuts. Don't let that happen to you. All right? Yes, Paul, and then here. Right here. Trying to figure out which question is more important. Um, so, I live with my grandma right now. For the meantime, I just moved back from Arizona. And uh, I have an uncle. He's 46. He's about to be 47. And for like a year or two, he hasn't gotten a job. He lost his kids. He's been fighting for them for his CPS custody. Whenever things get like crazy, you know, he has a temper. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, you know, and the way he, like, talks to my grandma and stuff. And sometimes, I, you know, I never let it get physical like that. But, like, I don't know, you got any advice about that? Like, yeah, if I were you, I would just stay out of it because yeah. your grandmother getting what she deserved. She, she raised him like that. She mothered him. She didn't show him how to become a man as he was growing. And now he's miserable because he can't get away. And so you stay away from it. Let them fight. And it's not yours at all. Don't make him your enemy. He literally cannot help it. And she did it to him. What advice do you have for grandma then? That if she loved him, she would put him out. That's right. She would apologize for, uh, <laughs> for messing up his life and put him out so that he could suffer. And hopefully he would cry out to God. All right. And then, but don't be mad at him. And don't be mad at your grandmother either. You just. No, I love grandma. Yeah, if you loved her, you'd stay out of it. All right. Yeah, and so if this guy yelling at her, throwing water on her. I don't know about that. Throwing her out the window. <laughs> that she, maybe that's what it would take for her to throw him out, you All know, right. because she's getting what she deserves. And if you get in the way of that, then you're not showing love for Grandma. And then I have one more question. Um, what do you, What is your opinion on, like, Parents that can't let go of, like, you know, let their child grow as an adult. What do you, what do you think about that? That's They're very insecure. They get a false sense of identity from controlling their children. It, so. And they're destroying them, sucking the life out of them so that they can feel better. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, that was unheard of. Yeah. They prepared you from day one to leave home at 18. Yeah, that's right. You know, you knew how to work. You knew how to do. We had to wash our clothes sometimes because they said, you know, you might not ever get married. Wash your clothes. You know, they would teach you how to do all that stuff, right? Yeah. And, and then at 18, you just had, I had the mindset that I was going to leave at 18. I had no idea where I was going, but that's what they had taught. And then I knew I was going to buy a house at 25 because that's what they taught, right? Would you say that's love, though? That's love. Absolutely. Yeah. When you let your kids, don't spoil them, throw them out at 18, you love them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, those are just my two questions. Yeah. And how old are you now? 20. You hurry up and get out of there. Because grandma will destroy you too. Oh, yeah. No, right now we're doing uh, retrofitting her house. That's why I'm there. Well, well, as soon as you get to retrofitting, you walk right out. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely. Get your own place. And don't feel sorry for grandma because that'll make you stay. And if you feel sorry for her, that's what females do. So you being a woman, if you feel sorry for her. I I know females. I'm not going to do that. All right. All right, Jesse. Real love doesn't have a feeling. That's right. 
right? All right. So you stay out of their fight, even though you're living there. You let them fight one another, and they'll say, oh, my uncle yelling at grandma. Let grandma get what she deserves. It just hits different. <laughs> what? It just hits different, you know? Right. Because, I understand what you're saying. Because you have like, identified with grandma and yeah, you don't right. have your own identity. You're not supposed to be feeling her pain. Maybe I just feel like bad for the situation. Don't feel bad for the situation. No? No. Two people fighting, they're getting what they deserve. Grandma set your uncle up to be that way. If not, she would have put him out if she had real love. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I can see that a lot. But just ignore that, that guy then. What? Just ignore him then. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. All right. If anything, you be the example of what he would want to become. Yeah. You know, you, ha- you, you deal with him and your grandmother the right way. Be honest and fair. You go to work. You take care of yourself. You move out. And you can um, impress upon him that he can do it, too, if you can do it. Yeah. You just haven't had the example. All right. So show him love. And grandma love, but let them fight. I if, he, if he killed grandma, you know, in the kitchen by the, the knives yeah. and the fault, get the insurance, <laughs> get the insurance and run. <laughs> All right? All right. But you stay out of it. Okay. And don't feel sorry for her. All right. If she's screaming and yelling and crying, she's getting what she deserves. In life, we get what we deserve. We really would you put out. That's why you must be born again. Then you get different things back come to you, love, perfect yeah. things. All right? All right. Okay. So stay out of it, Paul. I will. I don't care how loud grandma screams. And she'd be like, oh, Lord, I'm so tired. This man, this boy drives me crazy. That's I'm her. Not, you know, I'm not really She's worried. She's dealing with herself. Yeah. I know, I know grandma can handle herself like that. I'm just worried how she's going to handle it. It's all to <laughs> her. Really, you stay out of it. All right. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Okay. Let me take this young lady and then you. I just wanted to comment on the culture of the Hispanics. We're taught to take take care care of your uh, elderly people. Who teach? Who taught? Who teach? Does Does it come from the father or the mother? Generation to generation. Is it from the father or the mother? Um, From both, both sides. Actually, it's a, cult, it's a culture. All Latin America, all Latin America, they take care of their um, elderly people. Yeah, and they bring well, them why? home. They don't, because they feel that it's... Is the mother pushing that, though? No. It is, I bet you the mother's behind it. No. Because I can't see the father doing that my, unless he's a mama's boy. No, my mother, my mother she's, eight, she's 80. And she fetches on her own. She's, she worked more than 50 years in one place. Right on. Very responsible woman. And up to now, she still is, has her own place. She right does on. her own things. She doesn't, she doesn't rely on anyone. Do you have children? I have four. Do you expect them to take care of you? No. Are you going to try to... But you see, I was raised here. Oh. I wasn't oh, raised in... Oh, that's in, in Mexico. The, no, I'm from Costa Rica, oh, Central they, they America. Oh, they teach that in Not Costa Rica. <laughs> So yeah, do but you that's expect, what I'm telling you. Do you expect, when you get old, do you expect them to come take care of you? No. Oh, good. And I've shown them, and I like uh, what you were saying. Since small, you teach your child. 
The mother is the one that rocks the cradle. I believe that. My children, my sons, they know how to cook. They know how to wash. They know how to clean bathrooms. They know how to clean everything. And I tell them, because you don't know the type of woman you're going to have. So you're able to rely on yourself. And I go, here is not woman or male. I go, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. She's sick when she has kids. You got to help her out. That's Why happened out when she had kids? When she has the kids. No. When, when, when I, she's sick, I'm not going to help. Uh, when he's sick, I, I get when a the nurse father's or sick, we help. <laughs> so, I believe, well, that's what I taught my children. Yeah. And they're very respectful, and they're, they're not mama's boys. Yeah. You have they're all men. boys? Uh, they're, they're mamas, but they're not mamas' boys. You have all sons? I have two and two. Right on. Amazing. And both, and my girls are very independent. That's they're right. all independent. Yeah. At, in the Hispanic culture, you don't throw them out at 18. Why not? Um, it's family, it's a tight. It's, a, it's like with my kids, I have a relationship with them. I try to be their friend, not their mother. I was a mother when they were growing up, but then as they got older, they understand. We respect each other. We respect what they believe. Right. And yeah. I just, and I tell them, whenever you need an advice, if you need an advice, I'm here. But I will never and You stay you. out of the way. I stay out of the way. Good, good. I don't, I do not, unless they ask for my opinion. Right. I give my opinion, but it's up to them to decide to take it or not to take it. How do you feel about their wives? I love their wives. And, and the daughter husbands. And their husband, one of them. The other one, the little uh, one, the third one, she's not married. She's not married. Oh, she doesn't okay. have a relationship. She's oh, studying nice. and she's, you know, they're very successful. Oh, good. Well, just stay out of the way, all right? Oh, yes, I do. I stay out of the way. All right, right but on. That's, I, I wanted to clear that. That's a Hispanic culture. That's part, all from Mexico all but the way to But why don't they teach that at least the boys need to leave at 18? Why do they stay? They stay, well, what we did, like my children. My children, they graduated. My son went to the Marines as soon as he graduated. My other one, he went to school. He continued school. Did he have a job while he was going to school? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. All of them had jobs. And right they on. paid for their clothing. They paid for whatever. I would tell them, if you want brand names, you work for it. Right on. Because Mama can. Mama is doing the house and the utilities and everything else. Right on. But well, they work. Don't, don't let your kids stay home 12. after 18. All right? They ain't going to leave. Prepare them from day one, and then they automatically leave. They will want to go. Even with the girls, they should be independent, too. Yes. All of my, <clears throat> all of my sisters, I think, maybe except for one, they left home. They bought homes. They got married. They started, my aunts did the same thing. So they were taught the same way the guys were taught, not to be a bur burden to anyone. Exactly. Go out and have a life. You're supposed to live. You don't really know what life is until you're out there dealing with life. You have to deal with stuff, not be so weak. And, just, you, and when you're out there dealing with things in the right way, you become stronger. But as long as you're under mama, you become weaker, really. Uh, Margaret, did you want to defend yourself from Paul? <laughs> Do you want to defend yourself? Well, why don't you put him out? I, I'm in the process of putting him Ain't out. Ain't no process. 
out. Well, uh, you know, there are, there's Mamas like... Mamas are always in the process, and 50 years no, go I, by, I, you I see there. I literally there. have to go to the courts to get him out. What? I have to go to the courts to get him out. I can't lift him out and make him get out like See that. what you've done to him? I'm serious. I, now you're scared to throw him out. No. It's just that he won't leave. He just wants to stay there, you know. So have I you said, apologized for setting get, him up like that? Go get paperwork and get him out. Have you apologized for setting him up like that? Um, no, I probably didn't apologize. Why not? <laughs> Why have you? But, and you know I mean, now I told him I shouldn't have helped him. I, I mean, I did tell him I shouldn't have helped him. I've told him several not times. No, I shouldn't have helped you. I'm but sorry I for setting you up I didn't realize that he was going to overdo his stay. How old is he? He's 46. When he, were you going to realize he Well, he hasn't been living with thing. me all those years. I mean, Why do you keep letting it back in? Uh, with his kids. Uh, That's no excuse. Well, the only way he could get his kids back was if he... That's his problem. Okay. And see, that's what feeling sorry for someone, it would do for you. The boy, they would come back, oh, how about my kid? Let me stay here so I can get my kids. If he got to move with you to get the kids back, he's not going to be able to take care of the kids. You're going to end up with the kids. Right. It's time to wake up and overcome this emotional stuff. All right. Thank you, Mark. Yes, sir. And then the lady behind you. Uh, I just had a question about um, my grandparents living uh, with the, with you and all that. Because um, when my mom's dad uh, was on his deathbed, he asked of my father um, to take care of his wife. Uh, because he knew my dad was just a really good man, and he's a very good man, very respectable person who takes care of his family first. Um, Your father asked... No, what? no, my my mom's dad on, on his deathbed asked of my father to take care of... Of his wife? Yeah, my, my grandma. Why can't... Why? Um, Did your father say that, no, that's not my responsibility? No, but I mean, uh, it's not... He wouldn't say no to that, but... Why not? I would... <laughs> I like it hard enough with my wife. Uh, he had a lot of respect for for him, and um, that there's obviously it's, it's not like she you know she lives there constantly. She she. So did your grandfather? It's your grandfather, right? Yeah. Did he know he wasn't preparing your wife to be taken care of if he should die? Did he know he wasn't setting her up to be okay? Um, I don't think it was that she could have. It's I. There was just some something that they preferred that she was she would be with family. I mean, it's not like she was. She's there all the time. She she does she does go out and she has uh, she willingly gave up her you know ability to drive, um, but for a long time she was very still independent. Would go out and would would leave the state and go to different. So she moved in with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, she moved in with the. What a mess! But if you're emotional, that sounds so nice, huh? Your mother moved in, grandma moved in, everybody. But that's a mess because when they move in, you catch a headache. They become a big problem. Really? All right. Well, I wish him well, man. I mean, it's been totally fine. I don't really think it's been a problem. I just... I, It'd be what? I, I, don't, I don't think it's been a problem. I mean, uh, he, he definitely has admitted... Would question. you do that? Um, I mean, out of respect for him, I mean, I'm not too sure. I, I'm not my, my father, so... And I wasn't in the position my father is. Are you so. nervous? Oh, no. I just bounced my leg a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I wish him well, man. Oh, yeah, I was just wondering if, like, what we thought of that. So. I wouldn't do it. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, because the men are supposed to take care of their families, right? And his wife, and he should 
along the way in life prepare so if something should happen to him. Um, this boy right here, Francisco, his father, how long ago your father died? 1984. His mother never had to work because he prepared for it. Oh, let me she see. invested in real estate, did all the things that his wife would never have to work. Oh, it's not like and he now didn't she's leave like her 190. Yeah, it's not like he didn't, he didn't leave her with anything. That's... <laughs> how old is your mother? See, I told you. <laughs> because her husband took care of her. He, that's all right. Come back. We don't need. Her husband took care of her, and he prepared so that she would be fine. You have to have that mentality. I think he did. I mean, he left her with a lot of things and a good, a good, you know, life. It's just that was. But why did they, he have her to move into his house, though? That's just something that they felt. I don't know. I wasn't in his head, yeah. and I still don't know the, the circumstances. I would have done it, but I wish them well with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're they seem to be everybody's totally fine. My family, so I was okay. just yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I wish them well. The young lady behind you. And then I have a story to tell you guys about. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, I was going to oh. mention that uh, in Costa Rica, because that's kind of where I grew up from. My mom's there. She, uh, there's a law about the abandonment of elderly. So Speak it's, to the mic. Oh, sorry. It's a law um, in, in place where, like, if you aren't taking care of your uh, parents, you can go to prison up to like ten years, depending on the circumstances. And then, and then who's going to take care of them? Who going to hold on, guys? Who's going to take care of them while you're in prison? <laughs> the government. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? If you're in prison, nobody taking care of them. Why can't you just do it naturally? What a law! Yes, sir. Right That's a crazy law. Well, you don't have to worry about that here in America because they don't like old people in America. They want to kill you with the vaccine shot and everything else. Yes. So you'd ask, uh, where did it start, the taking care of the parents? I'm, here's my theory. is uh, you know the, the Bible thumpers, it says... When Jesus was on the cross, he said to the disciple John, it says, John, this is my mother. She's now your mother. And woman, this is now your son. And so the church teaches that after Jesus died, that Mary moved into John's, the disciple John's house, and he took care of her uh, after that. So I'm wondering if that's a, just they've now misinterpreted that teaching. So if the church is teaching that, it's wrong. I'm, that's my guess, is yeah, that it's a, because became a wrong teaching. They're just doing intellectual teaching. I don't know what that meant when he did that. I don't know either, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know. If the church is teaching that, then it's wrong. I've had, because the preachers don't know what they're talking about I take all. care of my elderly father, and I've had pastors, you know, say, you know, good job, you know, that's, you're doing the right thing, blah, blah, blah. So Again, if you want to do sure. it, it's a different story. I understand. But if you're doing it out of any form of guilt, then it's not love. I, you know what I mean? I, I totally got what you're saying. I totally got it. But yeah. I'm just, you asked the question. That's right. my theory of... Yeah, I didn't know the church was teaching that, but I'm not surprised. Amazing. What a mess, huh? So I... Uh, I uh, oh, I got to tell you this. The world gone crazy. And then I get to you, Frankie. The world gone crazy, right? They now... They don't want you to say... A woman is having a baby. Isn't that right, Nick? Huh? Am I saying it right? 
How did they say it is? A birth in person. Correct. Birthing so people. A birth in person had a baby. <laughs> a birth in person had a it. Uh, it, uh, it, because they don't want you to call it a boy or a girl. So it's a it. So from now on, guys, when your wife goes to the hospital to have a baby, a birthing person went to the hospital and have a it, had a it for you. And I noticed how they're changing the idea that boys and girls, men and women, male, female, they're changing all that. And I was wondering why. I thought, why are they changing all that? And I, I know the answer, I think. Anybody ever thought about why they're doing it? Why do you think they're doing it? Back here, way right in the back. I'm glad you thought about it. Oh, I have many theories on this. Um, one is to... Well, here's one of them. Um, you have a nice shirt on. Did you call Chris before you left home this morning? <laughs> yeah, we have a chat group, and we decided floral was going to be the theme today. <laughs> yeah. but, and um, TJ. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but, um, okay, so they want to desensitize us to this abomination making, like how the Baphomet is like, an affront to God, you know, it's like both male and female and animal, right? Yeah. And then they've also been for a very long time experimenting on humans to make chimeras, which are human-animal hybrids, it just doing horrible things. Yeah. So they're doing different things, and it bleeds into each other. Like, when you put Pride Month together in the middle, you can see it says demon with a D-E-M-O-N, Pride Month. You know, that's amazing. So it all goes into one another, and there's a few different things, but that's when it gets a little, uh, what the? So that, that's just what I'm touching on with that. Amazing. Yes, Samuel. I, I, uh, I've thought a bit about it before, and because um, it's a spiritual battle that's going on, Satan already got the women on lock. Like, women need men to be leaders, to right. be strong. So Satan is going towards the sons of God, which are males, men in the world, and destroying them. So because he knows once he does that, it's over. Yeah. Can't come back from that. He's absolutely right. If you notice, if you really, really pay attention, they have taken out any mention of God in the schools, in the in government, in the homes, and they took God out of the homes by taking the men out because the men represent God, right? So they're taking him out of the homes. They are taking him out of the government. They don't even want you to be able to pray before they start their little sessions there in the government. Normally they used to do a prayer or something. They don't want that anymore. And if, if they allow you to, to continue to say boys and girls or men and women, then that's representing God, too. And they hate God because evil is in the world and it's working through people, right? And they hate any example of God. And so they got to erase everything that came from God so they can destroy the image of him. And so they're using this to 
destroy the image of God and bring in the image of Satan. That's exactly what they're doing. And if you notice, they're promoting everything that's good. You have Bruce Jenner wearing a dress, running for governor, and people are expected to vote for him. And unfortunately, there are conservative others who will vote for him. That's what they want. And Bruce is not going to be able to do anything for this country. The guy doesn't know that he is a man. How are you going to run a state? You know what I'm saying? But they, this, the, and he's right, there is a spiritual battle, and it's a serious battle. And that's why we can't play with it. We can't be afraid of it. We must be born again so we can deal with it. And the light needs to shine on the darkness because we can defeat it. It really doesn't have power. That's why they pass all these laws to lock you down, you know, so you can't speak against it. They are passing all these stupid laws, and they are daring you to speak up about it. If you do, I'm going to take your stuff away from you. I'm going to block you from the Internet. I'm going to do this and that, right? They don't even want the light of truth to shine on the darkness at all. And unfortunately, most people are so afraid they allowed it to happen. Who would send their kids to school anyway, knowing that they are teaching something called critical race theory? They are teaching your children that you are evil. Your parents are evil. Y'all will always be evil because of your color. And the parents are like, okay, let me get up every morning, send them off to be taught that. They won't even protect their children, and they know it's happening. It's not even a secret anymore. And yet the parents send their children off to school. So it looked like they are winning, but they are not. You guys are waking up, and it's not by accident. Don't be afraid. Do not give up. And do everything in the light. Do it with love, and you can't go wrong, really. Because they want you to go wrong. They want a race war so that they can really lock you down, take away all your rights and lock you down, right? And they hate men. They hate Christianity. And they're doing everything. And they can't help it. Just know that they cannot help it because when you're in that fallen state, we're all in that fallen state. We supported evil. We did evil. Our hearts were evil, as you were saying. And we supported evil without even admitting that that's what we were doing. We were doing all the wrong things because we could not help it. We hated one another. We hated our parents. We hated everything. And anyone who has anger in their heart is committing murder. You're a murderer, right? So you're worse than any of them if you have anger. But it is. They're trying to erase anything that came from God. And they're, they're working for Satan, so they're playing God. So just be aware of that. Ask, you know, don't just let these things happen and you just float along with it. It's evil. It's evil pushing against good. So y'all got to start speaking up and uh, not be afraid. Make sure you stay with the silent prayer. Stay out of your head, and God will guide you because these people are not playing around. <clears throat> and they are quickly trying to pass laws and do everything they can to stay in control of your life so you can't even breathe. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the beauty about it, if you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbor as yourself, you don't even have to worry about it. Without even realizing you are being taken care of. You really are. God's renewing your mind. He's taking care of you in a material way. He's setting you up for the battle to come. So you don't have to worry, but if you have fear, you don't love God. So stay out of your head about this stuff, but pay attention and don't play with it.
if you get in a debate with people about this stuff, you let them have it. Just don't get angry. No fighting, but just tell the truth. Tell the truth. If they get mad, let them be mad. You stay with the truth. All right? That makes sense? But they're trying to erase anything that God created. They don't want God to be, because Satan is the author of the earth, right? And those are his children. And he's trying to erase anything. And men, they hate you more than they hate God himself because you represent God. All right? So before, let me do this real fast because I got to tell you this amazing movie I saw. Yes, Frankie. What? Oh, you changed your mind? Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Um, I first, is, I want to um, encourage everyone in here to know that Y'all are the chosen ones um, to, you know, fight forth this, what we're going through right now. So I just want to encourage everyone that y'all, the ones, y'all sitting in here, and y'all are the chosen ones to be living in this time, at this time, to do God's work, God's will. Well, all right, thank you. I don't know about no chosen one, but I, I know that that's all like a are you Muslim? No. <laughs> but I do know that I know that when you overcome evil with good when you're born of God, He's preparing you. You're not going you're not on your own, He'll take care of you. You don't have to worry, that's for sure, right? Uh anybody I saw another yes sir. It's just about the stuff you were saying, like what's happening in the country. Um, just like like the theories, and you asked for, like, for theories and whatnot. Um, it's kind of crazy because like all this, if you look at it, it's kind of by design uh, to destroy this country by taking out all our pillars. It's just communism. I'm pretty sure you, you're probably aware of that, but this is just like the attempted installation of communism. And it's just like important to know that like the, the entire point is to destroy like a, a culture's pillars, what, what makes them stand up. And Well, of course, just like, as God has a plan, so does Satan. Yeah. And so Satan's plan is that. Exactly. exactly. God's plan is freedom. Yep. No, and it's crazy. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say it's crazy because they've, like, almost down to a math. It's, it's people somewhere have gotten, figured out how to destroy this country from the inside out just by, like you said, by get, getting rid of God, getting rid of the family, the father, um, and more, like, more reliance on the government on yourself. And it's all, yeah. it's all like, calculated. And it's just really strange to think about, but it's pure evil. Um, and another thing is. they do, once they destroy the family and turn, you know, God away from you. They demoralize you. That's why everybody on pot. Everybody on pot. And, and they got the people on pot thinking that it's good. And then now in Washington, they legalize another drug, whatever that drug was. What was it? Huh? In Oregon. Heroin and stuff, yeah. Who would legalize heroin? Because they want you, they want you out of control. They, you can't control a moral person. When you wake up, you won't be controlled by them. You will not be controlled. But if they can demoralize you, they can control you. And while you're running around high and on drugs and acting crazy, they'll pass a law, they're getting wealth, they're making buku money, and all this kind of stuff. So just be aware of that, all right? Be aware of that. You're right, man. I want to, uh, yes, sir. 
one quick thing about the birthing person and the and the baby that's an it. Yeah. I, I feel that when they use that word, it makes it a lot easier to uh, go after the unborn child, calling it an it, even when it comes out of the womb. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. No, they're evil. They can't help it, though. We all come from it. All are born in sin, so all are evil until you're born of the Father. All right? So don't be afraid of it. Stay with God so he'll take away. He'll change your relationship with people, places, and things. And then that way they can control you. Oh, I'm going to take your job away from you and all that kind of crap. Nothing should be more important to you than what is right. All right? I was watching this... uh, uh, movie last night and it was about this um, this guy he got married and he moved his family away from where he grew up and they did very well very wealthy and stuff like that long story short the man cheated on his wife and at, with some woman at the same school that his son went to and the, uh, the son saw it because one day the guy was over there talking to the, this woman he was cheating with, the father was. And the, uh, the mother, I don't know if she pretended to be going along with the father for a while, believing that he didn't do it because he was saying that he, oh, he ended up killing his, this woman he was cheating with. But he said he didn't do it, right? So they went to court, they went through this whole drama. And they had these psychiatrists and psychologists looking at the man and, and uh, talking about his condition. They had all these fancy words they call psychopath and all that, right? Y'all heard those words, right? So they had all these names for this guy. Uh, so, but what happened, what caused the guy to become that way was because when he was growing up, his mother was a school teacher, and his mother used to go to work and make him stay home and, and watch over the four-year-old daughter, raise the daughter while he was at work. And so this guy was like 12 or 13. One day he was preparing some food for, for him and his sister. And while he was in the kitchen, the little girl somehow or another left the house and ran outside. And she got ran over by a car, and the car killed her. And so when that happened, the mother blamed the boy for it, the babysitter, the brother, for it. And so they made him feel really guilty about that. And so he shut down while he was growing up. And he never talked about it. He never showed, as the mother said, any remorse for it. He never said, I'm sorry, or anything like that. And the reason he didn't, because they had already judged him and blamed him for it. And so the boy got, when he became... A young man, he left home, and he would never have anything else to do with his mother or any of his family members because they judged him. And all the family made him feel like it was his fault, right? And so he ended up just messed up. He looked normal because he went and got a degree, made money, had all the rich things, but he was emotionally out of it. So when he, what happened was he realized that the mother had turned on him and blamed him for it as an adult. He realized that. And the mother finally talked to the wife about it. And she told his wife, because they were in court, she somehow or another contacted his mother. And he told, she, and she was like mean and nasty. And she told his wife, he is responsible for this. 
I told him that when he was a kid. I had nothing to do with it. It's his fault. But she was wrong. It was her fault. It's her fault. There's a, ca- a reason for everything. And I say that because I'm counseling with men and women right now who, while growing up, their parents made them help raise the children. They would go off to work and leave the children with their little brothers and sisters. And it traumatized the kids like not going north. And they, they, when they become adults, they have a hard time with that because they were not prepared to be parents. The, the parents can't even do it right. How do you think a little brother or sister is going to watch over another human being and raise them? And when something goes wrong, rather than the parents saying, you know what, son or daughter, it's not your fault. I should have done that. They'll blame the kid because the mother will not take responsibility. And they destroyed this man's life because they blame him for what happened. And the mother never said she was sorry. I should not have gone to work. I should have been there to raise my own children. They blame him, and he ended up really, really doing some horrible things in life. And he didn't realize what has happened, had happened, until he got into so much trouble, there was no way out of it. But I say that, don't have your children raising your children. They don't know how to do it. That's evil. And then you make the kids feel, I know some guys right now, especially guys, they don't want to raise your children. Girls don't want to do it either, really. Because it's a burden trying to raise children, especially if the kids don't want to listen. And Plus, you're a kid yourself, you want to be having fun, not having that responsibility. Anybody ever had to do that, raise your own brothers and sisters? What a mess. It's hell. It is hell. What was that like for you? Well, uh, I was excited to, you know, be a big sister and whatever. And I knew my mom was busy, and I always saw my mom working hard for me, like, to help raise me and whatever. And I knew that she had to go to school, and she was doing that to uh, make a better life for all of us, is what she said. Um, so, I don't know. I enjoyed helping to raise my little siblings. Uh, it was It was very stressful because... I, you know, you know that you are in the care of another human. Yeah. And if anything <sighs> happens, like, I would feel responsible because mom's gone, so uh, I'm taking care of them. And, you know, this one time, like, my little brother, he ate a little silica pack because they were, like, my little sister opened the seaweed thing and, like, I had to go pee or whatever. And then I was watching, like, three little kids and... So I saw that he put it in his mouth, and I freaked out because when I was little, they were like poison. But at that time, and uh, I, I didn't know that, you know, that they weren't poison anymore. So I was freaking out, and I had to take—I was running around with like three kids on me, and I had to go to the neighbor's house because I didn't know what to do. And so I made sure that everything was okay. And then after that, I freaked out, and then I broke down. And I was like crying all over the place, but that's because everything was okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I didn't realize that like. How crazy, like, you, you know, this, that's, ba- you know, I was parenting as a kid. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I learned a lot from it. So Yeah, it's, it's insane. Good. Don't do that. To, if you're not ready for a family, don't get married. Don't have kids. Because it's wrong. God made husband and wife. He didn't make children to be watching over other people's children. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy how the world is today. And it's as bad in the Christian community as it is in the secular, non-Christian community. They're not really, 
because they have not been born of love, they don't realize what's going on. But evil is evil, and evil is real evil. Its whole purpose is to rob, steal, and kill, and destroy. And while you all think, some of you think that it's, it's all easy and nice, it's not working out well. It, it traumatizes you even through your adulthood. You can't even have your own normal life because you've been traumatized by all this stuff you had to go through as little kids. You're not supposed to be trying to raise somebody else's children. If your parents, so from now on, will your parents ask you to do that? No, don't do it. I can't even imagine doing that when I was growing up. I don't know what I would have done. They would just have to fall out the window. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> I was trying to have a life. I wanted to go play with my friends. I wanted to just leave. I don't want to raise anyone's children. So don't do that to the children. Satan is busy, y'all, in all kinds of ways. And then everybody say, oh, that's so nice. They'll say that to the kids. That's so nice you raising your mother's children. They don't realize you're going through pure hell and you're being traumatized, right? Because it's all emotional. Evil is evil. Anger is evil. You can't trust a person that has anger because it's evil. And it's emotional. And emotions are evil as well. It ain't nice to be emotional. Mark my word. Why y'all looking crazy? Yes, return. I was going to ask you what about... Emotion, you have no idea how bad emotions are. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. But emotions are not good. Just because someone feels sorry for you, they, that don't mean they love you. Really. Or if they're nice to you, that don't mean they love you. That's a false emotion. You either love or hate. There is no in-between. There is no gray area. And when you have love, you can deal with anything. And if you deal with it without overreacting, you get better and better and better and better. But if you have emotion, you can get worse and worse and worse, and then you die. <laughs> Emotions are evil. This idea about I was, I was looking at flipping through the TV, and I saw this woman, and then I come back to you, Victor. This preacher, <laughs> this preacher woman. This preacher woman was teaching the church, emotions are very nice. They are from the Lord. We are supposed to have compassion for one another. Uh, put your feet in their shoes. Something dumb like that. I ain't put my feet in y'all's shoes. It's enough to have my feet in my own shoes. I'm not taking on your problem or, or feeling your pain. I'm not Bill Clinton, all right? I'm not feeling your pain, but the churches are teaching to feel the pain. Put yourself in their position. I've been there already. That's hell. Anyone who has anger is unhappy. And they're looking for love. And all they get is false love. Anyway, Victoria, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. It's just so... When you, no. It's so crappy. Go ahead. All right. Oh, he's looking down. Okay, so what I was going to say um, or ask is what about the children that babysit and get paid for it? That's different. So it's you like go and babysit for a few hours, you leave those kids, they're no longer yours. Right. It's just a job. Mm -hmm. uh, right, you're making money. 
That's true. You're not, it's not an all-day thing uh, and, uh, you know, everyday thing. It's not your brother or your sister. That's a job. Yeah. I was just thinking because my mom used to do that. She used to have people babysit us at night. And um, That's better than having you watch over your babysitting for your brother or sister all the time. Yeah, she never made me watch over my younger brother, but she put that on my older brother so much so that he um, he did internalize that as an adult to yeah. where he had a family and he wouldn't even leave my mom's house because he was worried about my younger brother. So yeah. it it, do, it does it goes very deep because he it would really always does. say that, and you know so that kind of tore his family apart. But you know, but what I was going to say about the kids babysitting, the reason I asked you is because I remember. A young girl, my mom had babysit us. And you know when you're younger, you think 16 is ancient. And I remember my mom caught this girl with her boyfriend in her bedroom. So yeah. I don't even know if that's a got. good idea either. Right. Because kids, yeah. that was like, I'm not going to date myself, but that was a long time ago that that happened. And About 40 years ago? A, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> No, I'm not that old, but um, but yeah, I was just gonna say, even with that, I would caution people against it because kids really do a lot when people aren't looking. It's so, best to have the mother there. That's why that's what God I was created ask, a man and a woman so the mother could be home watching over the man's children. He didn't say, "Okay, get a babysitter or let your children watch over one another," because Satan is busy. He's always trying to get in there some kind of a way, right? And that's a lot for kids to have to deal with. I'm counseling with a guy right now who was in his 40s, late 40s, and his mother made him babysit. And the father wouldn't stop it, right? And the guy's 40, and now the parents are gone, and he just, he can't even go on with life because he hated his mother for it. And his brothers and sister turned on him, thinking that he was a bad guy growing up. And so it's just a real mess. Satan want to traumatize you. God has a perfect order for us. We have to come to if we want to have a real life, we must come to the order of God and not the way. That's why you must be born again. Absolutely. What's the solution for a single mother in that case? I want to say not be a single mother, but I let's know. say you're already locked in. Yeah. Uh, overcome the anger, really. Seek the kingdom of God in his right way because God, God is not judging her on, her mis- on that stuff because he knows, she was in a, he knows that she's in a fallen state and can't help it. So God will change the heart and he'll make a way for her. He will, he will work it out for her. So it's something she should not worry about if she... If she's already there because we do stupid stuff in a fallen state, mm-hmm. right? And because no one, our parents didn't tell us, no one knows how to overcome that fallen state. And so once you overcome it, Believe me, he'll make a way because he loves you and he rejected their heart. But when he can change the heart from love, he would change your life for you. So don't judge yourself for it. All right? I'm not a single mom by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know you're not, but <laughs> <laughs> she's, ma- she's not married, no children, folks. Did you have your hand? Yes, sir, real fast. I just wanted to agree that it is happening even in Christian communities too, yeah? with this mentality. And I don't get it because I didn't grow up in a community like that. So I'm like, where are these kids learning this from? Like, it has to be from their parents, right, that are instilling this mindset into them. Like, I had this friend that he's going through a – his parents are going through a divorce. I was trying to tell him, like, it's not your problem. Just just stay out of it. That's right. No, I want to be there for my my brother and my sister. 
and he it's almost like a pride thing and he just gets caught up in those emotions but it's like a he's like an 18 or 19 year old kid who grew up in a, a church that setting i'm like how did you get this mindset yeah. instilled in you that you have to be involved in all this business so i think it's coming from the parents and i don't understand where they got that from because most like i knew my dad i think he's kind of a beta but he gr- left the house when he was 18 he moved yeah. from ohio to california started his own life just on a whim with all his friends i'm like well why don't you take that mindset it's, that you but it's like a, he's passed like, that on it, that's right doesn't I, make any sense to me. I have, um, it, it's, it's all new to me. I, I don't, when I was growing up, and I've been trying to think, do I know of anybody that lived that way, right? But I just don't know of that. I, I'm sure it happens, cause, you know, things happen all the time. Eve is always present. But I don't know anybody that did that to their children. I'm sure it did happen, but I'm just not aware of it. Parents raise their children. The mother stayed home and raised the children. My mother stayed home. She had nine kids, and she stayed home until all were adults and had left the house, right? Then she went and got a job. She didn't have anything else to do. She didn't go to work and leave the kids with anyone. The, the father went to work. I remember when my stepfather would go shopping, he had to buy two big baskets of groceries because there were so many kids, right? But he went to work. He provided. She stayed home, and that is the order of God. So we got to do it his way if we want this thing to work out. Be not deceived by Satan. Yeah, absolutely. And the churches are all messed up. I flipped, I haven't really paid a, a lot of attention to the churches, but for some reason I've been flipping my TV, and I see these different church services because they're way down there on the on the, on the cable. They're not like the mainstream stuff. You have to really flip a while to find them. And the churches are so dumb. It's so dumb. The preachers are dumb as a donut. They got the word. They preached the Bible. And then they, at the end, they're like, well, if anybody out there want to get saved, you know the Lord, come on down. And they pray over you thinking that that's salvation. And the people, hey, man, praise the Lord. And the churches don't deal with real issues. They don't bring up abortion. They don't bring up homosexuality. They don't bring up out of wedlock birth. They don't even bring up this race battle that is building between the races. The preachers don't talk about that in church. They're not telling their congregation, this is wrong. This is evil. This is not real. Don't fall for it. It's a spiritual battle. We all got the same thing to deal with. The preachers act like it's not even happening. If anything, they're coming out to support it. Yeah. Black Lives more, Matter. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Why would you go to a church like that? It's a waste of time. It's happening it's, everywhere, though. Like, even, like, with the mainstream churches, like the Mormon church and all these Christian churches. Yeah, I know. I heard about that, that it happened with the Mormon. Uh, a Mormon member called me and told me that. Yeah, that's that, happening. That, it, uh, that's the church that I'm a part of or that I joined, like, a year ago. Oh. But it's, I'm like, where? And I live in a pretty conservative town, too, so that even makes it more confusing how this is happening. If your preacher tell you that they're going to start teaching critical race thinking, theory, whatever, you get out. Okay, bye, Mr. Preacher. Unless they tell you that it's wrong, it's evil, it's not true, don't fall for it. Because you need to hear the truth somewhere and get to know yourself. I got to respond to my last week biblical question real fast and run out of time. Uh, Does the Bible say that Jesus was angry? Well, Chris, Chris, 
I don't think that word anger is describe anything that Jesus does in the Bible. Some people, you know, talk about that uh, situation at the temple where he overturned the tables yeah. and drove all those crazy people out of there. But uh, I don't think the word anger is used there. You might describe that situation. A lot of people, when they get angry, they like to point to that and say, oh, yeah. Jesus had righteous anger. I got righteous anger. Is what <laughs> you're going through similar to a church that's got a bunch of tax collectors and people doing trade and doing business? That's the, you're, you're angry about something that serious? That was a really serious thing that Jesus was doing, a serious point he was trying to make. Um, you might describe it as anger, but it, the Bible doesn't describe it as anger. And so I think a lot of people use that scene to justify their own uh, their own anger and say, my anger is righteous anger. That's what I got right now, righteous anger, just like Jesus did. And the situation they're angry about is nothing related to what Jesus did, yeah. in my, my experience. Uh, it's interesting to hear the Christians say they have righteous anger. They want to cut your throat off, right? But this is righteous anger. Um, so I, I realized that I should have reworded the question, did Jesus ever say he was angry? Because Jesus never said he was angry. And he never encouraged anyone to be angry. The people who mentioned anger in the Bible, were they thought he was angry. Because they don't know that when you overcome the dark spirit of anger, you have the light of God working through you. You, you have real power then. You have real power to speak up. You have real power to deal with things. You're not worried about how someone's going to feel about it. When you overcome that anger, but if, and it's not, and if you're in a fallen state and the person's dealing with this thing the right way, you think that that's anger because you don't know that you can stand up and deal with life without being angry. Jesus did not have anger. Anger is evil. If God wanted us to be angry, why didn't he try to tell us to overcome it? Why, why is he asking us to forgive, overcome that spirit? There is, uh, we have discernment, meaning that you can see what's going on. It's hard for people to even fool you because you can see right through them and they don't know you can see them, right? You're discerning. That's your protection. And when you're discerning, you cannot get angry because it's God who's allowing you to see it. So if you want real power in life that only comes from God, you got to overcome the anger. You must be born of love. It's about love. It's not about hate. So when these people say that it's righteous anger, they have no idea what they're talking about. And let them be angry. Don't argue with them. Okay, go ahead with your little righteous anger. See how far they're getting. The kids all messed up with the righteous anger thing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to add on to it. Just not, that, that story of Jesus in the temple with turning over the tables is in all four Gospels. There's four different <laughs> writers that observe that situation with Jesus, and none of them described it as anger. Right on. Or a word that even is similar to anger that I'm aware of. Somebody else maybe remembers it differently, but that's... I've looked at it before in the past. And that's my recollection. None of the none of the writers describe that actions as anger. And how sad is it that the preacher is supposed to be pointing the right way for the people, and they are encouraging the people to be that way? Oh, it's okay. Jesus was that way. They are killing the the congregation rather than helping them to be go to go free, because anyone that has anger is not happy. They have no peace. So smoke on it. Well, don't smoke on it. I got to find a better word. Yeah, do something. Think about it. And don't think too hard. (laughs) But you're right, man. So anger is not your friend. All right? Yes, Mark. Oh, hold on a minute. You're absolutely right, man. 
And the reason I bring this up, because I want you to start, know thyself. Don't take my word for it. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't take anyone's word for it. Know yourself. Let it go. You can hear it, but let it pass. Don't hold on to it. And God will show you. Yes. I was talking to a couple of people who, um, about this anger about Jesus and having the righteous anger. And they, and I, is I there any way in the Bible called it righteous anger? Well, they, they said it was righteous. You know? But is that in the Bible? Did they make that up too? No. So they made up the words righteous anger yeah, too. Yeah, they just said that. It's not in the Bible. But, yeah. but anyway, uh, they told me, well, look at his actions. That will tell you. See that? That's blind. And uh, they said his actions were displaying anger. It was not. Okay. And that's what, it, that's what happened, though, when you're in darkness and you cannot see. You think that Jesus acted the same as yours, not realizing you operate out of darkness, out of hate. And a lot of people think that love is a weakness, but it's not. Well, God's love is not a weakness. Emotional love is a weakness. All right? Yeah. So my brand new biblical question. Are human beings able to forgive? I talk about forgiveness all the time, right? Are human beings able to forgive? Uh-huh. What do you say to that? Oh, hold on, wait a minute, I'm sorry. I think no. They're I not think, able to? No, I think you can ask for forgiveness, but I don't think that it's in you that you have that power to forgive. You say you can ask for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. You can ask another human being for forgiveness? Yeah. But if they're not able to forgive, how can you, why would you ask? Uh-huh. <laughs> you got me there? <laughs> what? I said you got me there. (laughs) Well, think about it. That's the biblical question for this week. Are human beings able to forgive? What do you say? Uh, Are human beings able to forgive? I think so. You think so? And why do you think so? I'm not really sure. I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is uh, Jesus was able to, and he was a he was a man. Um, I can't see any other way of getting to love without forgiving. So, I feel the evidence is when when I experience love, you know, people who have love. Um, I guess that's the only evidence that it's possible. Okay. Well, uh. I can't answer, put my little two cents in until next Sunday. The, uh, the young lady behind you want to respond to it. I'm sorry? I'm okay, thank you. Oh, okay. You look like you want to respond to that. No? All right. All right. You with the mask on, I can see your eyes. Um, so, yes, sir. And then I got to end up past time. I believe that human beings can forgive, but it's not the same feeling as God's forgiveness when you personally go and forgive. Okay. 
you understand what I'm saying? I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll respond to it next Sunday. Ermans, are human beings able to forgive? Yes. So what? Yes. And how are they able to do that? I think once your mind is renewed and you're not holding on to grudges or anger, you're able to forgive. You have Chris striking his head. <laughs> what happened to Ermin? No. I'm playing. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I don't think that naturally humans have the ability to forgive. And why I not? think most humans are operating out of flesh, which is ego and pride. So they hold on to this resentment of like, I'm right and I want you to apologize before I can. But I think when we are operating from the spirit, we're able to forgive because Jesus forgave us. Okay. Amazing. I'll respond next Sunday if the Lord is willing and the creature all right. So here, in closing, stay with the silent prayer. And the reason I say that to you, because I know so many people who have fallen away. And they were convinced by Satan that life is fine. You're doing all right. You don't need to pray or do it later. You don't have time. And they'll drift it back into their imagination, and they're really catching a hard time. They're having a rough time because they believe in thoughts again. And they have not been convinced that every thought is a lie. All thoughts are lies all the time about anything. No such thing as a true thought. And always have a wait-and-see attitude, all right? Always, no matter what, have a wait-and-see attitude, and it'll work itself out. But if you think of it ahead of time, you're going to make the wrong decision, and you're setting yourself up to be destroyed. Always, always have a wait-and-see attitude. And God is taking care of it. He loves us very, very much, more than words can express. And don't get mad about challenges that you have to face. If you go through them without overreacting, you're becoming closer to God. You're becoming better and not better. So whatever happens, okay. We just see, let the outcome happen on its own. All right? So stay with the sign prayer. Stay with it. Doubt every thought. And just live. God's ways are easy, very easy and simple. All right? So stay with the prayer. Um, uh, announcement. Oh, Women's Forum this Thursday? Amazing. Y'all want the meeting, ladies? Yes. The meetings are amazing. So we are having the women's forum. It's the third Thursday already, huh? That's amazing. This Thursday at 7 p.m. for ladies only. No Bruce Jenner. Ladies <laughs> only. All right? And the meetings are amazing at 7 p.m. Uh, the uh, men's conference is selling out really fast. As a matter of fact, we ran out of discounted rooms, so we had to order some more rooms uh, uh, at the hotel there. If you want a, a, a discount on your room, I suggest you get it out there, right, Ermin? Because it is in July something, right? Yeah, the cutoff is July 15th, but yeah, the rooms are going fast. So. Cutoff is July 15th. Go to Um What else? Any other announcement? Okay. So stay with the prayer. God is with us. This is this thing that we're dealing with in, in on earth is gonna get worse before it get better. I'm looking at this and it and it's it's amazing I can see what's going on, but I'm not afraid of what's going on. Really. And God doesn't want you to have fear. He will take care of you. He will show you what to do. He will protect you. But you gotta be of him and not of Satan. 
All right. So amazing. Thank you all so much. This was good fellowship today. Stay with the prayers. Stay out of your head. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. We were doing the Super Chastity D Lives Sunday, right? I mean, Monday. Super Chastity. And next weekend is Father Day, I think. Yeah. So we'll do the Super Chastity D Lives tomorrow, folks. Tune in for the show. All right. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Take care. And thank you all. I appreciate it. So, uh,